Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Lord's service to us by way of his name, word, and with his very body and blood. Just one announcement for those of you who are visiting. The best way to follow along is put your bulletin in the back of your hymnal, and that frees up both hands to go to the page indicated on the panel. The service will start with the invocation, confession, absolution, and then um, you'll, you're invited to face the processional cross as it comes in to, O come all ye faithful. Please stand and the bells will call us to worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Please kneel for confession and absolution. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. 
O God, you make this most holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that, as we have known the mysteries of that light on earth, we may also come to the fullness of his joys in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the Nativity of our Lord is from Isaiah chapter 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as joy at the harvest. They are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as in the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior and battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from Titus, chapter 2. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, to redeem us from all lawlessness, and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. 
And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
Our text for this, the Nativity of Our Lord, Christmas Eve, is taken from the Gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. Unto you is born this day in the town of David, the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, has this ever happened to you? You open a gift and find that the giver has accidentally left the receipt in the package. Not a gift receipt with the price hidden, mind you, but the real thing. You see what they paid for your gift, and maybe you're a little disappointed on how little they spent on you. Or the opposite, you're surprised on how much they spent on you, how much they thought you were worth. And that's a little embarrassing if you don't think that anyone should spend that much money on you. Tonight, tonight we hear again how much God loves you, how much he's willing to give you, to, to pay that you would receive all of the benefits of heaven. That's what we hear tonight. And it's no disappointment, no little price that he paid. As creator of not only the world, but the universe, and all there is, all that exists, he could have given any and all of that to you. Could have done it. But that wasn't enough. What is there that is greater than all of that? Greater than all that exists? Well, there's only one thing. God himself. God went into his innermost being, into who he is as God, and took what was near, nearest and dearest to him, his son, and gave him as the price for you and me. He gave him up to redeem us from the bondage of sin and death so that we could have peace, real peace, peace with God and one another through the forgiveness of sins. Peace in, in heart and in mind, the peace of knowing that, as the Apostle Paul tells us, that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation, that nothing will be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. That's what the angels announced to the shepherds when they said, Do not be afraid. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Or in other words, the Lord. The Lord who created all things. Remember, God said it was so and it was good. That was the Lord's doing. He's the Word. 
In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Through Him all things are made. That Lord who created all things, the Lord who called Abraham, the Lord who appeared to Moses in the burning bush, the Lord who rescued His people from slavery in Egypt, the Lord who led His people through the wilderness and into the promised land, that Lord, that Lord is the one now lying in a manger in the flesh. Because he is there, glory to God on high and peace on earth to men. For this baby is going to grow up and then do something even more surprising than lying in a manger. He's going to hang from a cross. He's going to die. Rise from the dead with witnesses and ascend into heaven, not to leave us, but to fill all things in heaven and on earth, to be with us, even right here and even right now, as he promised. As he promised. The prophet. Isaiah said, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. We have, right? A great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder. His is a reign of love. And forgiveness. His is a rule and reign to bring light and life to every human being, to all his creation, past, present, and future. Jesus is Lord. It means he's God. He's Lord. He's the king. But he comes not to be served, but to serve to bring light and life to every tribe, nation, and people lost in, in the confusion of their sin. To you. And to bring light and life to all those held captive by the tyranny of death at the hands of the evil one. As we learned in Advent... Jesus has been there all along. Not only did he create us, when we messed that all up, when we messed up his entire creation and, and messed ourselves up too, he didn't say, I'm going to start over. Already in Genesis, Genesis 3.15, there's the promise that he's going to make it all right. And that's what he has come to do throughout history. And I want you to think about specifically, and we talked about this in Advent, where you weren't there. I'll refresh your memory if you were there, and I'll, I'll let you know if you weren't. Do you remember Moses? That he came upon this bush that was burning and wasn't consumed, and he gets a little closer and he looks, and, and he hears God himself say, take off your sandals. This is holy ground. God was there in the fire of the bush, and what was mysterious, weird, is the bush was on fire, but it wasn't consumed by the fire. 
That was the second person of the Holy Trinity, the pre-incarnate Christ there, because only in Christ is God for us. Otherwise, the bush and him and everything else would be con consumed. Jesus comes to save. And you remember, he announces to Moses that he's going to set his people free from Egypt. He was, he was active there, with the Old Testament people of God in history. And remember, Moses says, well, okay, who should I say, you know, told me all this? Well, tell him I am sent you. I am. God just is. Always was, is, and always will be. And later on, what does he say? I am the light of the world. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. And think about that. You're the branches that aren't consumed because you're connected to the vine Jesus. He connected you through your baptism into Christ so that you become fire retardant, if you will. And the prophet Isaiah even talks about this, about the Lord coming to do this, to connect you to him so that you can make it through the fires and, and difficulties and, and horrors of this life and death into life eternal. He says, fear not. He quotes God, by, and God says, fear not, for I've redeemed you, I've called you by name, you're mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. They will not sweep over you. When you pass through the fires, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. He gets burned with the wrath of God, with the fires of hell on the cross, and overcomes all of that, trusting the will of the Father that this is going to make everything right with all that He created. And He makes it through ultimately, right? He's God. So that the fires we go through do not consume us. They purify us. They purify us. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, right? Slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That's who he is. That's what he does. He takes care of his people past, present, and future. And then you remember how God and Christ tabernacled among them in that Old Testament? Remember how they were led by a pillar of cloud by day? Huh, that's how Jesus ascended into heaven, right? And that's how he's going to come back again? Oh, and a fire by night? He was in the tabernacle, in the tent. It was a tent that he journeyed with them in. The tent. Huh. There's a little tent right over here. Covering the mystery of God in the bread and wine. When Jesus says, this is my body, this is my blood... He says what he does and does what he says. He's with us. The word is still made flesh today. God is with you in the flesh. He's Emmanuel. Oh, and you say, how can that be? How can that be, really? He's God. Uh, nothing is impossible with God. He says it, it happens. Let there be light. 
just checking if you're here, and not apparently not everybody. He said, let there be light, and there was? Yes. He says, this is my body, this is my blood, that is what it is. Under the tent, under the mystery of his words that give and bestow what they say. And when we celebrate this, we proclaim his death until he comes again in glory. That's what we proclaim here, that he died. That's the price he paid. He died. Now, maybe you think God overpaid. Maybe you think that. If not for you, then certainly for that irritating per person who lives next door to you or bothers you at work or cuts you off at, in traffic or drives you crazy at school, or especially the person who commits crimes or has done things so horrible we can't even speak about them in hurting other people. You think they're not worth that much, don't you? But God thinks they are. Every last one of us, no matter what we've done or left undone. So maybe that can help us look at others a little differently, right? You think? Knowing how much God thinks they're worth, everyone, maybe we can start thinking like he does renouncing ungodliness and worldly passions and loving others with his love for us in Christ. You see, that love is the gift that keeps on giving. He gives it to you. It doesn't stop with you. He, he, he joins you in the giving. His love has its way with you in loving others, even those who hurt you, even your enemies even those who might want to cancel you or maybe already have. Love them with the love of God in Jesus Christ. That's why we come every Lord's Day. We tap into this love. We tap into this grace. We tap into this mercy. It has its way with us. It, it has its way with God's people. I've been at this for a long time, and I see it all the time. People behind the scenes just caring for others no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, no matter what they're struggling with, that's what God gives us to do. They're worth it to him. And to the people think, who think that maybe you're not worth it, right? That you're not worth that much. They're wrong too. And the manger proves it. The manger proves it. Your value your worth, your self-esteem are not in what you do, not in your accomplishments, the name you make for yourself, how high you climb the ladder, or how popular or admired you are. That's not what tells you what you're worth. Listen carefully. Long before you were even born, God knew you and thought you, that's right, you, thought you worth the life of his son. That's the receipt you get tonight when you see the babe lying in a manger. So what do you think? That to us, a child is born. To us, a child is given. 
That's a great light that helps us who walk in the deep darkness of the world to see things differently, isn't it? I mean, what do you think of when you see God's Son in a manger? When you hear God's word spoken by the angels, the receipt that leads you to the astounding realization of, of just how much he really loves you and cares for you, all of you. What do you think? Well, I don't know what you think. I know this because he tells us God doesn't think that he overpaid. <laughs> God doesn't think that he overpaid. While Christmas might please you, it pleases him even more. That great joy the angels announced is God's joy. Joy he gives to the world. Joy he gives to you. He wants you to know how much he paid for you. Did you hear that? With his gift, he, he really wants you to know how much he paid for you, how much he thinks about you, how much he cares for you. He wants you to know that. He wants you to know this. You're absolutely everything to him. Everything. That says it all. Everything. And really, it's his way of saying, Merry Christmas. And it is a Merry Christmas for you, for me, and for all the world, no matter what you're struggling with. Because he has promised to be with you, to save you, to ultimately carry you through death and right on into the glory of God, to live with angels, archangels, and all the company of heaven and the life that he created and redeemed us to be. Merry Christmas. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, by the incarnation of your eternal Son, you revealed that you are love. Give us true faith in Christ and his promise that by his conception, virgin birth, holy life, sacrificial death, and victorious resurrection, our sins are forgiven and we are yours. Fill us with joy and lead us to proclaim your glad tidings to all people. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly Father, your son born in Bethlehem is the son of David and the Lord of David to whom every knee shall bow. Look upon those whom you have placed in positions of authority and grant that they would govern in wisdom and justice. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly Father, your love sent your Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Strengthen us to love one another. As you have mercy upon all who are poor and troubled, so perfect your love in us that we would gladly be your instruments of help in time of need. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Lord, in the birth of your Son, you have visited and redeemed your people. Continue to visit those who are lonely, sick, recovering, or near death, especially Tom, Sue, and Dawn, who are ill, Mark in long-term rehabilitation, Deborah for continued management for 
her illness for Heather, Coralie, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Sharon, William, Doris, Lloyd and Timothy, all in treatment for cancer, for Eleanor and Dorothy in hospice care, for the families of Gary Yerk, James Shoup, Judy Mira, Mayer, and Norman Yago. Let your presence be comfort to them and give them perseverance until the time you grant healing, relief, deliverance, and peace. Lord, in your mercy. We thank you, dear Lord, for the saints who received your blessings of righteousness in Christ and now stand in the most holy place before your throne. Preserve us by your grace in the holiness of Christ, that we too may dwell in your light and life for all eternity. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory, that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may know and love those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us to do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament, and my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. It's do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you've given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.